It's time for Business Minds Coffee Chat, an inspiring show about the journey to personal and professional growth. And now, your host, Jay Shear. Hey, everyone, you're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat, and I am your host, Jay Shear, and I am in the studio today with my special guest, Julie Guimond. Julie earned a BS in medical sciences with a concentration in chemistry from Florida State University, and she is the owner of Sensible Water Solutions and Sensible Municipal Water Systems. Julie it is so good to see you. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you for having me very much. I enjoy this. Very good. Well, I'm looking forward to the conversation. And kind of funny side note here is Julie and I were, were just having some conversation before the mics went on. We were talking about areas where we grew up, and we just realized that uh, that we have a common connection. Both of us grew up in the Virginia area, so we were starting to talk about restaurants and bars <laughs> and all kinds of super cool things. So it's really interesting. You never know what you're going to learn about somebody until you start having a conversation and make that connection. Right, oh, Julie? absolutely. Absolutely. The world is very, very small. Yes, that is so true. So, Julie, I thought a good place for us to kick off our conversation today would be for you to share with us what your favorite thing is about yourself and why your favorite thing about yourself i think that it's been difficult but it is definitely one of the my favorite things about myself is that it, i'm an overcomer when the chips are down i don't give up we, i keep going and i can motivate the people around me to keep going um Sometimes I wish the chips weren't down, <laughs> but when they are and it, we get through whatever we get through, I, I am very grateful to God that he's given me the ability to go, okay, we got this. You know, we, we can make it through. So we're going to pull on that string a little bit, and it's, it's interesting that you bring <clears throat> that up as we're starting the conversation because it, it, I was thinking about a, a quote actually yesterday, but I wrote it down this morning, and it's a quote by Hall of Fame athlete Roger Crawford. And Roger Crawford said, being challenged in life is inevitable. Being defeated is optional. Mm -hmm. So with that said, and as we're talking about overcoming and moving through challenges, what is one of those life challenges that you've moved through that has shaped who you are but has shown you that you can overcome? Oh, there are just so many. <laughs> um, just to give you a little synopsis, and I guess maybe I'll give you a choice to pick one. Um, I am a widow. Um, my husband died 12 years ago in a car accident. Um, we also just recently, well, it's not recent, but we flooded in both hurricanes, Irma and, uh, or Ian and Nicole, and lost everything in our house. We have just been overcoming for so long. I mean, the tragedy, obviously, of losing my husband was one of the greatest challenges in my life. Um, I unfortunately lost my mother and my best friend not even two years later on the exact same weekend. Oh, my gosh. So we have overcome grief. So, Julie, you know, as you look back now, you've got the perspective of – time. You've got some distance there, although obviously the, those types of pains stay with us. But what have you learned about yourself? So when you talked about, you use the word overcome, right? But what have you learned about yourself and your ability to, to 
it just show an amazing level of strength and resilience. Ex- explain what that is like to all of us. Well, I am going to go straight out and tell you that, I mean, I am a huge Jesus believer. Um, I'm not a church believer. I do go to church, but it is all about my personal relationship with him, which obviously has been tested. I mean, when your husband dies, you really want to sit up and go, okay, you thought this was a good idea. <laughs> why? You know, me being a widow is, is a, is what, why? Um, so definitely going to tell you that, you know, Jesus has been it, but it was also back to your quote, which was what again? Read your quote again. Yeah, so so the quote is being challenged in life is inevitable. Being defeated is optional. I think it's the choice. It was the choice of are we going to stay here? Or, or can, you can wallow in it. You can stay. Um, we as a family and definitely as the leader of that family, when Jason died, my children were four, seven, and 12. They were very, very young. I did not have the option. I did. Everybody has an option. Failure is an option. I did not have the option of wallowing in it. I had three little people that were looking at me like, okay, what do we do now? Um, I mean, not to any disparaging to my husband, but we had no life insurance. We were a young couple. This is not going to happen to us. Jason was 36 when he died. You know, we don't need life insurance. That's not going to happen till wait. Yes, please go out, get life insurance on the people you love because you don't, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. So we had no life insurance, no money. I mean, we were literally only living on social security because I didn't have a job. I was in school. I was getting my master's in Christian professional counseling. It was dark. It was scary. And I had to make the decision and it's a conscious decision and it's not, I'm please anyone out there that's suffering through grief right now, it's not an easy decision, but you have to wake up and start taking very small steps toward moving forward in life. And I've met many, many people, my girlfriend, Cindy Delecki, and I know, you know, Cindy, um, Cindy now teaches grief share at, but we started teaching it together. Um, because you have to have those steps to get out, but you have to make a conscious decision to get out, to move forward. Um, and that's what we had to do. So what was the first step then that you took? The first step that I took, um, I've had, I obviously have two companies, um, now at the time I didn't, um, I did have an art company. I've had an art company for 18 years in awe of God's gifts, Um, and at first I went out and we were, I was a traveling artist. I mean, we went to all these shows and everything, but it became work, which sucked the life out of being an artist. And at the end of that, that's when I decided like, okay, I've been in water before Jason died and I worked for big companies, which will go nameless. (laughs) Um, um, and I always wanted to start my own. And so I did no business loan, no nothing. I just went out literally with pennies and started moving forward and starting the business. And we just had to make one decision after another. And I mean, we literally clawed our way uphill, but here I am 12 years later, we have two companies. We're waiting on a patent to get disinfectant byproducts out of the water at the city level. And, 
you know, we're doing so many exciting things, but it's just every day. It's that conscious decision to either think positive about your circumstances or wallow in them and, and be negative. And, and you're still going to have bad days. You're still going to have days where you're angry and depressed, but think of three things that you're thankful for. I don't care if it's your eyelashes, you know, something that you're thankful for you. There's someone out there that has it so much worse than you do. Um, I remember the weekend that I had to tell, oof, not going to cry. <laughs> Sorry. We have um, if you need. Okay, good. Um, you know, that my children had already, obviously already lost their father. And my best friend had moved here to Palm Coast. She actually moved here before I did because um, the kids and I were living in Deland when Jason died. But that's a whole long story. But anyway, we all ended up here. She wanted to be here with us, help me with the kids, you know, and we lived, we both lived in the P section. My mother was in Deland. My mother was very ill. She had been for a long time with diabetes and things like that. And she went into kidney failure and she was in hospice. And we knew my mom was going to die. My kids were prepared for this. They had been prepared for this. And oof, where are those tissue? <laughs> I remember coming in. Um, Michelle, my best friend, had died in a car accident on Friday evening. And here it was Sunday. I didn't tell the kids. And, you know, I'd been running back and forth to hospice like a chicken with my head cut off. And, you know, my mother was in hospice for 10 days. And I woke up Saturday morning to her brother calling me and telling me that she had been killed in a car accident. And he was in Maine. He was a truck driver. And it was my responsibility to go, where is her body? Where were her daughter and her son-in-law were in the car with her. They were at two different hospitals. And I'm running all over trying to find her and find them and then start flying, you know, and I called my poor sister who was in hospice with my mother. And I'm like, you know, Michelle has died. And my sister's like, go, go, go. She's a much better sister than I ever have. Oh, you know? And it's because we always find comedy in every situation. But long, very long story short, um, finally did get everybody settled. And, you know, and I had to sit the kids down on Saturday evening. And I'll never forget it. And they don't forget it. And I sat down in the living room and I said, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to tell you something so awful and so difficult. But before I tell you, I need you to grab onto the fact that we are in the top one percentile of happy people in the world. We have a house and they're kind of looking at me as only teenagers and, a, you know, a, a little middle schooler can like mom okay fine grandma died you know we know we you know they were really sort of and i was like no i need you to listen to the words i am saying right now you are in the one percentile of happy people we have a house we have food we have cars we have everything we need please grab onto that for a second and they were looking at me like okay you know all right we, you know, and I said, Michelle was killed in a car accident, of course, the tears and the screaming and everything started to ensue. And we then collected ourselves and we went over to her house where her family was and we all ate together. And I remember standing in the backyard like, okay, everybody's calm. I've got to go and I've got to be with my mother. And, um, I got a text from my sister and said, mom's gone. And I was just like, Gosh. okay. But my kids have come back to me on several occasions and said, in the darkest moments, I kept hearing you say, we are in the top one percent of happy people. 
and they would repeat it to themselves because you just have to find a life raft to hold on to something, anything. You are so right. So, you know, as you're sharing this story and I know that your emotions and your, your heart is being felt by everyone that's listening to you, to your voice right now, I think about gratitude and you brought this up thinking about what are three things that I can be grateful for no matter what the circumstances no matter what I'm going through right now in life no matter what's happening around the world what can what am I grateful for so as you think about gratitude and you think about the day that we're stepping into right now what are three things that you're grateful for that you thought about either this morning as you think about as you navigate this day Oh, A, that I'm still here. <laughs> I mean, just really honestly, um, definitely had my health taxed in the last three years. I have actually had cat scratch fever. That is not just a song, by the way. That is and was hospitalized for, you know, almost a week and, you know, home in bed for almost three months and still kept the business going and still raised three kids. And in fact, adopted two others during all of this. So I actually have five children and three grandchildren and two on the way. So I'm grateful for my family. And I know that sounds so cliche, but there's people that don't have family. Um, I am grateful for the fact that I do keep, you know, healthy. Um, And I'm grateful for the fact that I do. I have two super exciting companies that even if I won the billion dollars in the lottery, I would still work them because I love them so much and what we do. Ah, That is so beautiful. Well, Julie, we are going to take a quick break to thank our amazing sponsors. You are listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat. We'll be right back. There's no business like show business like no business I know. Visit the Fitzgerald Performing Arts Center at Flagler Auditorium. We're about to release our new season of professional touring shows. Visit our website at flaglerentertainment.com. Sign up for our newsletter. You can be the first to know about our shows and special offers. And remember, every time you buy a ticket to a show, you support the performing arts in Flagler schools and you support our local economy. Let your local farmer's insurance agent, Michael Zeef, put his experience to work for you. Michael Zeef proudly serves Flagler County families and businesses and is ready to review your existing policies or provide a no-obligation quote today. Call Michael Zeef at 386-276-9130 to get smarter about your insurance. Again, that's Michael Zeef at 386-276-9130. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Looking for a trusted advisor to help you buy or sell real estate? Look no further than Jack Corbett at Coldwell Banker Premier Properties. With over 20 years of experience in real estate, Jack is an award-winning top producer ready to help you achieve your real estate goals. First-time home buyer or a seasoned investor? Jack has the expertise and knowledge to guide you through the process. Call 386-569-1872 and take the next step in your real estate journey. That's 386-569-1872. Got bugs? No one likes bugs. I'm Brad with Eagle Pest Solutions. Get rid of and prevent bugs with Eagle Pest Solutions. Human and pet safe annual treatments. If the bugs come back, so do we for free for one year from treatment. Your Flagler County locally owned and veteran owned pest control solution. 
safer, better, and less intrusive. Roaches, ants, or spiders, call today. Ego Pest Solutions, 386-445-7414. That's 386-445-7414. All right, we're back. And again, you're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat, and I'm in the studio today with my very special guest, Julie Gimond. And we're having just such a, an amazing conversation. And before the break, we were talking about Julie's story and several of the challenges that she has overcome and just her incredible mindset and her ability to look at a situation and still find the positive, still find something that she can be grateful for. And we're going to continue the conversation here right now. So, Julie, what is the most important habit to build for success? So as you look at your own personal life, as you look at your your role as a mother, as a grandmother, as a business owner, what is that incredibly important habit that you feel is important to build to have success in life and business? People out there listening, I promise you, I did not know the quote he was going to use before we started. I swear he read it to you and he read it to me. Um, It is choosing. I mean, it is really, you know, life is challenging. You have to choose whether you want to be defeated or not. And as a young business owner with absolutely no money, we were just like, hey, you know, let's try it. Let, let's let's do it. And the only two options you have are success or failure, you know, and you have to just keep trying. You do have to let yourself, I'm going to backtrack for a second, but you do have to let yourself feel the emotions. Don't Pollyanna, don't tell yourself you're not sad or you're not mad or you're not depressed or, you know, you're not, that you're, you are. Just don't wallow in it. Don't live there because you can't succeed if you're not trying to move forward. There are sorries you're never going to get. You're going to have to move on without them. Um, There's tears. You're going to cry. Let yourself cry them because you do have to get up tomorrow and you have to move forward. Um, I, I know in Grief Share, Cindy and I tell people this, don't live here. This isn't where you're going to live. Make a decision that the rest of your life is going to be better. And I think that is why gratitude is so important. Um, what do they call them? Come on, Jake. Uh, boards. What are they? Oh, vision boards. Vision boards. Don't pray what you have. Pray what you want. Speak into existence where you want to go, not where you are. I mean, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. And so it has always been for me, um, I really do think we kind of made a turn um, through the flood. We did have to go to life coaching um, and quote unquote counseling, but more life coaching. My daughter and I both did. It was, it was a devastating experience. Um, And we go to Christy O'Brien who um, does a, a type of life, life coaching and um, it's metacogging and neurocycling. You know, li- really, she works with uh, Dr. Carolyn Leaf cleaning up your mental mess. And I went to that, and I've been so focused on thinking about the positive and, you know, da 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 da. Um, and that sometimes my kids weren't allowed to feel sometimes because I was like, well, you know, we have this and we still have that. And oh, let's. And that was the first time that 
someone said to me, it's okay to feel it. And so my daughter did. She called me one day just bawling into the boat. I want to go home. I'm like, our home is filled with sewage. I don't think you want to go there. <laughs> but it was the I want to go back. And instead of me going, well, yeah, da, 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 you know, the cheerleader, I said, it's okay. Cry. It's okay. Get it out. Do a metacog, uh, which you can find on the neurocycle. Do, do journaling. Do something. Get the feelings out. But don't live there. And once I feel like you get them on paper or you verbalize them to yourself or however you do it, then it's out in the open, you know, and as a Christian, like I said, it's out in the light, you know, it's no longer in the darkness. You're dealing with it. You can make a plan to move forward. But I think I would also go back to your quote in the fact that try it. What's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah, I think that's a great question for all of us to ask ourselves whenever we are contemplating something. What is the worst that could possibly happen? Journaling is is a very powerful tool. You've mentioned a number of them. And, you know, feeling the feelings. I mean, that's part of the human experience. And Absolutely. And I, I can share from personal experience that that's something that I've had to work very hard on is to really feel those emotions because I was a very stoic type person and nothing could penetrate that outer shell. And it really, it wasn't until I started to take off some of that armor and remove those masks that I wore every day that I really began to feel what it felt like to experience the important things in life. And that's what this is all about. So, you know, you talk about failure and what's the worst thing that can happen. What is the the biggest failure, depending on how you define it? What's the biggest failure that you've experienced? And what did you learn through that experience? Again, there are so many. No. So pick, pick one for us. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I guess when we started the municipal company, you know, really, honestly, went out there just so, I guess the word is, you know, just exuberant and pie-eyed because I'd been working on it for 27 years and all of a sudden here I am installing our first city, you know, and and uh, I was like, all of a sudden things started going wrong. Tests weren't coming back the way they should, you know, it wasn't going right. And um, there was that temptation to just tuck tail and run, you know, like this is embarrassing. It's hard. It's expensive. And just really like called, you know, like I said, called my best friend and she was like, okay, what's the worst thing that happened? Go try this. Go try that. You know, do this, do that. And they were simple changes. And she was, and she was, you know, and for anybody trying to invent something or make something work, do one at a time. <laughs> Don't do <laughs> them advice. all at the same time. And and we just worked through it. But there was that. Oh my goodness, I was wrong. This is failing. No, it's just not working right now. There you go. So change your perspective from failure to it's not quite right. So it's feedback, it's right? It's feedback. So we know that this thing that we try didn't work, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that the next thing that we try, which will be different from the first thing as, as long as we learned what didn't work. There's two things I would say about that. A, write down what didn't work. There you go. So that you know you're not just – you don't have all this craziness around you. Write down what didn't work. Even in life, you know, write down what you changed and and – that way you can go back and look and go, whoa, 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 we've already tried this. You know, dating a guy that does this or, do, you know, 
I really believe on getting your thoughts on paper because you can go back and reflect. Phone, paper, whatever you want to do. I'm a big paper person. Um, that's why Michaels loves me. I get those great big, huge artist pads. <laughs> but um, look at what worked and what didn't. Um, and look as it an opportunity to change the next thing or tweak that. But there wasn't failure because... I went to the forum. I don't know if you've ever heard of the forum, but we actually went to the forum in 2020 and um, we're actually redoing it. Um, almost all of my employees have gone through the forum. It's just, it's a life changing experience and it definitely helps you deal with a lot of stuff. And I remember coming out of the forum just like, why didn't anyone ever say that before? But it was also this cathartic thing that he said to us, he said, stop praying for no problems. Pray for extraordinary problems. Because if you have no problems, you're not going anywhere in life. You're not doing anything. You're not advancing. You're not growing. You're not growing. Exactly. I trust me when I say now with both companies, you know, one is only three years old. The other one is, you know, 12 or 15 years old. Um, I understand the word growing pains far more than I ever have in my entire life. I'm like, wow, this sucks. Um, but you know, here we did, we, I went through the forum and then I got out and that is when the municipal was finally born. I've been working on this idea for 27 years. I've been testing it for 15. We were actively like getting ready to install it in the city. We had DEP and EPA and Florida world waters attention, you know, how did this happen? It happened because I had gotten rid of so much of the clutter in my own head and now it's not going well, you know, it's, it's, it's failing. And I called my best friend and she was just like, dude, just try something else. It's no big deal. This yeah. is not a failure, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. So per perspective, looking at things through different optics, taking a pause and being able to look at doing things differently. So let me, let me ask you something. What, what are you doing today? What is one thing that you're doing today to challenge yourself to grow personally and professionally? One thing that you can share with our audience. We are doing the NeuroCycle by Dr. Carolyn Leaf. It's a 63-day app, and you wake up every morning, and it's about 10 to 15 minutes because I want to get as much out of my head because that's where your filters are. That's what you look through life. I'm going to fail. If you're looking through a filter of I'm going to fail, then you're right. You are. So I'm working on, I would say as a family, we're all doing it and we are working through the neurocycle and I find it to be very, very positive. Good for you. Dr. Carolyn Leaf has a fantastic podcast, by the way, excellent books as well. And she definitely talks quite a bit about neuroplasticity and the fact that we can rewire our brains and challenge ourselves to change our story, et cetera. So great stuff there. So what challenge would you give to our audience? What would you challenge them to do? And me. Pick something. Pick something. And you don't want to go out and pick 10 things because then you're not going to do them well. Pick whether you want to go to the forum or you want to do Dr. Carolyn Leaf or you want to get into some sort of positive self-help group. Pick something that is going to help you become happier, better, more organized, whatever it is. I believe with all my heart and soul, if you're not in something, even if it's 10 minutes a day, that is moving you in a more forward direction, just in your head, Joyce Meyer's battlefield of the mind, you know, you can pick so many, 
Um, they don't have to be religious. Uh, just something. What is it? Brandon, is it Burkhart who does, you know, I can never remember his name. Brendan Bouchard. Yes. Okay. See, I got that totally wrong. That's okay. You were close. <laughs> but do something that is moving you forward. It, it, just even if it's a little tiny thing, it's just there's so much more to life if you're trying to be positive and you're working forward then negative and it's just it's a it's a prison but you've created it that is so true great words of wisdom julie i want to thank you so very much for joining us today on business minds coffee chat thank you for sharing your story thank you for letting us feel your heart and for you sharing your insights and wisdom with the rest of us. You've given us some great tools to think about, some some things that we can use to reframe and create more success in our own lives and not be afraid to take that next step forward. So I want to thank you for joining us oh, today. Oh, thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. And for all of you, thank you so very much for tuning into Business Minds Coffee Chat. We'll be back next Saturday morning at 830. And until then... Keep learning, keep growing, and keep working to reach your potential. 